0: This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. If that rain comes on Friday, surely Animo comes in and probably starts an even money favourite. He is the superior soft seven, heavy eight type galloper in the race. Animo, he's
1: really going to lift. He's coming now. Animo lays it down to converge. And the big guy, Animo, puts the head in front. Rattling home is Fangirl. Animo is George
0: Ryder. This week, Neil Evans Says... Dubai Honour will get through the ground, Sumsy, but... Look, it's figures, I think, are just as good, if not better, on firmer ground. Mawunga
1: can't go on, but is William Hagger going to do it again? Do you buy on us three lengths clear? Last year's winner, a monophilia. Can't get there, and you buy on a... Ha, can't handle a dry track. Look at him go. Welcome to the Neil Evans Says Podcast. The grand finals of Australian racing continue at Royal Randwick this Saturday. It's day two of the championships, featuring four big group ones, The richest race of the autumn, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, the Queen of the Turf, Australian Oaks and the Sydney Cup. And Neil Evans is here to dissect all of those races for us. Welcome to you, Neil Evans. What an incredible day it was last Saturday. We were hoping for a soft five or six, but it turned out to be a quagmire, a heavy eight. And at this point, Ramwick expected to be a heavy nine for Saturday.
0: Yes, hello, Sumsy. Hello to all the uh, punters out there rubbing their hands together as we get to part two of the championships. Yeah, it was it was very tough going. We still got a few good results with uh, uh, Mr. Brightside, back-to-back Don mm. and I wish I win, who, who really against the grain came right down the outside, but it was very, very tough going as far as the pattern goes. Horses were looming up, couldn't finish the race off. Having said that, it was one of those nasty days where at one moment it looked like it was clearing, next minute, it's raining steadily and that just happened all day. It was on off again. A tumble from a soft five down to a heavy nine at one stage at the worst. But, you know, the racing was still very, very competitive, but it's one of the toughest things when it's actually raining on the day as opposed to lead up. Makes right. it hard for the staff. Um, and obviously the pattern is, is a watch race by race. The thing about this day coming up on Saturday, Sumzy, we've had plenty of rain through the week and I suspect we're in for another pretty heavy downpour on Good Friday. But the good news, thankfully, is it's clear and sunny for Saturday. So we're still going to be, obviously, in a rain affected ground. I think it will claw back to around about a soft seven and probably start around that range. So, um, but clearing weather on the day, so the track shouldn't get any worse from what we start on. So, uh, but it is a great day. Look, four fabulous group ones, very deep in quality. Uh, and certainly it's going to be a big crowd out there again.
1: As we mentioned, the track at the moment is a heavy nine, but looking for improvement with the sun shining on Saturday. The rail is out four metres. Let's go to race six. The $1 million Group 1 Australian Oaks set weights for three-year-old fillies, 2,400 metres. First run in 1885. Since 2003, only three fillies have won the Oaks from a double-digit gate, including Very Elegant, in from Barry 11 in 2019. This year, Neil, the favourite with Tab is number two, Pavitra, $3.60.
0: Yes, Samzie, I've always been a Pavitra fan, you know that, and uh, I think this is the race. This has been the target ever since, placing close second in the uh, Victoria Oaks at 2,500 metres in the spring. Fourth up, Pavitra gets to a race. There's a couple of Kiwis it's, she's got to beat. No prowess here. Look, most of the form comes through the Group 1 Vinery over 2,000. I look back at that race. I love the way Pavitra travelled. She's got that little burst of acceleration the others don't have. She was caught late by a very good filly from New Zealand called Prowess who was not here. And given the way Roger James talked about Prowess being the best filly he's struck in 40 years in and around the great game, you've got to take that line into this race. The 2,400 metres now with J-Mac in the saddle is the right trip. Um, I'm very respectful of this one saddle cloth. Uh, the Kiwi coming over here, Penny Wecker. This is the New Zealand Oaks winner at Group 1 level, but that was a pretty weak race, uh, the New Zealand Oaks, and it SP'd around 7-1. to One won well and one easy. Good in the ground for sure, Penny Wecker, but I think this is Pavitra's race to win. I'm going to put her on top, and she peaks here. At fourth up, number two Pavitra, to win the Australian Oaks. Uh, Penny Wecker off the New Zealand Oaks win is the danger. Good in the ground. Drawn out too, so I think... You know, by the time we get to the group ones, I think they're going to be off the rail. Uh, That could be in Pennywecker's favour. And leaving in another Kiwi number four polygon who also comes through the binary form, third up for a Kiwi trainer, Lance Noble, I think that's the way to go. Two per on top to beat one and four.
1: Race six, the Australian Oaks at 235. Neil's tips are number two, one and four. Race seven, the $2 million group won Sydney Cup for stayers over 3,200 metres at handicap. Neil, the race dates back to Colonial Sydney, first run in 1862 as the jockey club handicap. In fact, uh, in 1862, we were still getting convict ships. There was four of them that came to Australia from England. Billy Hughes was just born. He became Australia's 7th PM. A little digger Al- Billy Hughes. The favourite with tab is number 11, Cleveland, at $4 for the Sydney Cup.
0: Not surprised its favourite, uh, uh, Sumzy, uh, this horse, uh, Joseph O'Brien, of course, the leading Irish trainer, one of the leading Irish trainers in Australia. Never seen 51 kilos in its life, Cleveland. It comes through some high-grade staying form, Look, at the weights, it's, it's, it's probably the one to beat. Gate 17, probably not a factor when you're going over two miles, but uh, right down on the, on the 51 kgs. Having said all that, I'm still with number one, Gold Trip, who has to cart the big weight. But I tell you what, if ever a horse has been screaming for two miles, it is Gold Trip. It was good first up in Melbourne. What often happens with, when you get these real sort of tough, hard, pure stayers, they can be a bit flat second, third run after a good first up run. I think we've seen that with Gold Trip. Keep in mind, this is a horse. The Melbourne Cup winner is a pure handicapped big field horse. Wants the big field, wants the real slog over two miles now, not a wait for age galloper. I think that's the factor, particularly at the value that you can be on gold trip to win the Sydney Cup. And I think they've always had this in mind for the moment. The horse saluted at Flemington back on the first Tuesday in November. At the value for me, one gold trip to win fourth up and take the Sydney Cup. I've got to be very respectful of uh, cleveland down there number 11 it's 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 well and truly in the race at the weights but the other one i want to include right down on 50 kilos is number 14 king frankel for mark Munham. i think this is peaking nicely this horse fourth up as well and again the big weight swing you've got to leave king frankel right in there i think they're the three to play with for exotic players but one gold trip at the value to win the sydney cup to beat 14 king frankel and leaving in the very well-weighted fave, number 11, Cleveland for third. How do you think Arapahoe will go? I think it'll go well, Arapahoe. I'm just going to back off it at the two miles. It won in Canberra, of course, the Canberra Cup, and then stepped up in grade and was very strong. Um, I just, I, look, it, it's got to be there. It's got a lot of class for Bjorn Baker. Just think, might be found wanting late over the two miles.
1: That's a race seven. It's the $2 million Sydney Cup, and Neil's tips are one gold trip. Number 14, King Frankel, and 11, Cleveland. Race eight now, the big one, the $5 million Group 1, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, the richest race of the autumn, weight for age 2,000 metres, first run in 1851. Many of the legends of the turf have won it, Archer, Farlap, Peter Pan, Lonro, Might and Power, Tullock won it three times, the Great Winx ran her last race ever, winning the Queen Elizabeth for the third time in 2019. And what about that ride from Nash last year, steering to the outside rather win on yep. Think It Over? And this year, Neil, the overseas raid is looking to spoil the party for our great champ, Animo. Dubai Honour joins Animo as equal favourite with Tab at $2.50.
0: Yeah, look, I was stunned when the first market came up and Dubai Honour was on top of Animo. Of course, Dubai Honour was a great result for us first up uh, when it won over the 2,000 metres. William Haggis... You know, he's downplayed this horse second up here. And, and look, if that rain comes on Friday, surely Animo comes in and probably starts an even money favourite. He is the superior soft seven, heavy eight-type galloper in the race. Dubai Honor will get through the ground, Sumsy, but, look, it's figures I think are just as good, if not better, on firmer ground. And keep in mind that first up win, it was really set up for for the horse when Montefilia went along in front, attacked by Moanga pushed its way out, one easily by honour. Different kettle of fish here. This is the grand final, 2,000 metres, and all being equal, and we are at uh, level weights, of course, uh, except for the two down the bottom, um, the girls, of course, but the boys all were 59 kilos. I think it's one of the world's best wet track weight for age gallopers, Animo, and I think it wins the race and crowns a marvellous career, fourth up, the perfect four-prong picket fence here in the Queen Elizabeth. I can't believe the price of Cascadian... That's mm. uh, just travelled along beautifully, $14, $15 they bet, won a pretty weak Australian Cup, but won the race from well back in the field despite being held up with pure arrogance. Cascadian going well, flies in soft ground, and I think Cascadian might actually even be the danger to, to, to Animo rather than Dubai Honour. Respectful too of the, uh, the Japanese horse Unicorn Line, who's second up for a very good trainer in Yoshita Yahagi in this race as well, drawn out. Um, the cream's at the top for me, Sumsy one Animo to win the Group 1 Queen Elizabeth. At the value, four Cascadian, fourth up, the eight-year-old, the star eight-year-old in for second, and we'll leave Dubai Honour, uh, number two, in for third.
1: Well, there is plenty of value in the race, isn't there? I mean, Zayrax yeah. in there. we got uh, Moonga in there. I mean, there's a whole yeah. bunch of horses in there that are in with a shot.
0: Well, it's all because of the showdown price between the top two, um, you know, hustling around about the six to four in the old language, Animo and Dubai on it, leaves the others at big prices. So you must watch the flux on four Cascadian and seven unicorn line. But when it all comes down to it, and we start on a soft seven, 2000 metres, this has been the target for the four-year-old stallion, Animo, and this will be his day.
1: All right, race eight, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes at 3.55. Neal's tips are number one, Anabo, four Cascadian and two Dubai Honor. Race nine, the $1 million Group 1 Queen of the Turf Stakes, wait for age for fillies and mares, 1,600 metres, first run in 1972. More joyous, the only horse to win it back-to-back in 2011-2012. Nimalee won it last year. Gay Waterhouse is the Queen of the Turf, training eight winners. The favourite with tab is
0: number one alcohol-free, Neil, at $3.50. Yes, uh, Sumsey, always a good race. This one, the queen of the turf, always plenty of depth, a big field again, full field of 18, alcohol-free. First run for the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bottyard. This is the ex-UK horse, the July Cup Group 1 winner from Newmarket middle of last year. Hasn't started since a third placing behind the Great Bayed in Goodwood in late July. That won't worry, this sort of horse, because it's a real push-button horse. Uh, a mayor by No Name no, Never, who will fire up first up. The trial was very good, very, very good. An open class trial, 1,200 metres, alcohol-free, will be ready to go. My concern is the inside gate. It's drawn too late in the day. I think they're going to be off the fence. That could be real traffic problems for alcohol-free. For me, some, I cannot believe Fangirl open double-figure odds. I think the market might think it's been to the well once too often. The run behind Mr Brightside, Finishing two lengths from a mile back on a day when it was tough to come from the back, only one horse could do it, I mm. think it's fabulous. I think Fangirl is is terrific value. Um, prepare to have it each way to win the queen of the turf, number two. There'll be a whole stack of chances in and around that horse, of course, so uh, there's plenty of depth in the race. But Alcohol Free goes in for second. First up for Gay and Adrian, of course. And number seven for Simon Weil, the Victorian, put two together, Leo Miss. I think it's going very well and is a big chance, well-drawn. Two fangirl at the value to win it to beat one alcohol free. And seven, Sierra Leo miss.
1: Race nine, the queen of the turf stakes. 4.35 Neil's tips are 2, 1 and 7. This is the Neil Evans Says podcast. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for all the big regional races in New South Wales. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in the Sportsman, Australia's most authoritative racing journal, audio at the start of the podcast courtesy of rsn and racing new south wales please gamble responsibly we release the podcast every friday by 12 p.m even earlier sometimes on a thursday and neil uh, look i just want to congratulate you and your beautiful wife sharon 30 years married your anniversary this week you get a medal or something
0: well uh most people will tell you that sharon should be getting the medals not me but uh yes it's been a wonderful ride 30 years believe it or not um so yeah. I don't know where it all went, but that
1: um, was that was 1993, yeah. It
0: was. But you know, I was still playing cricket back then. God, that's how long ago it was. So, Bill Clinton was sworn in as the
1: 42nd U.S. President. Paul Keating was the Prime Minister. The Broncos beat the Dragons in the grand final for the NRL. Yep. And who won the Melbourne Cup that year, Neil?
0: Uh, vintage Crop. Yeah, down the middle for Mick Canaan, one of the great Melbourne Cup wins for sure. Vintage Crop, he's coming home, the Irish galloper. Tiarcao Nick is in front of Frontier Boy. Vintage Crop is a danger and great vintage is late. Tiarcao Nick, but Vintage Crop has got him. Vintage Crop, the Irish horse will win the Melbourne Cup. Good luck to all the punters. Fabulous day out there, Randwick. Let's hope the weather turns. It's going to turn for the better. A little bit more rain to come, so let's hope we find some cracking price winners, Sumzy, and we're all rolling in cash by Saturday night.